Hey everyone, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Nicole Chenard. The purpose of this show is to provide you with better access to real and important nutrition information so that you don't have to work as hard. On today's episode, I interview Nick DiGiovanni, a chef on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram who has over 14 million followers. He was selected to Forbes 30 Under 30. He was a finalist on MasterChef Season 10 and has several business ventures, including Osmo Salt. Nick is one of TikTok's top U.S. food creators with 8 million followers on that platform alone and more than 250 million monthly views. He was the youngest ever finalist on MasterChef and finished third during Season 10. He's worked in several restaurants, including a Michelin three-star restaurant called Binu in San Francisco, California. He is a Harvard graduate and is currently deferring his enrollment in Harvard Business School's 2 plus 2 program so he can focus on growing his brand and several ongoing projects. I have personally known Nick since he interned for me while I was creating some nutrition programs at Mass General for veterans and their families, and while I was working at the John Nagel Company in Boston as their wellness director, he also interned with me at the Boston Seafood Festival and did such a great job. He is amazing, and he knows so much about food, and I'm really excited to bring you this episode today, especially because it's Nick's birthday today. Happy birthday, Nick. I hope you enjoy and I hope you have the craziest, most wild dessert ever tonight. You deserve it. Nick, I'm so happy to have you on the show today. We've known each other since you were at Harvard, learning about food and nutrition and climate. You've obviously come a long way since then. You've impressed me tremendously, and I never doubted you would do incredible work. I could see it in your eyes. Um, So tell us a little bit about your background. What made you decide to become a master chef and entrepreneur? Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, it's a good question. I've definitely taken a very unconventional and non-traditional path. I feel like, strangely, I've gone through so many different, um, different interests. I've gone through so many different interests, really. I mean, at one point, I feel like I was looking into medicine and, and you know, nutrition with you and uh, dietetics and that sort of thing. And then other times I, I was looking more into just the really sort of rigorous restaurant type stuff. And, and then eventually I found my way into, into the whole scene I'm in now with the world of kind of food, social media type stuff. And, and like you said, sort of, you know, business uh, endeavors, I guess. And so there are quite a few things going on now. It's crazy, but I guess, you know, I guess we should start from the beginning, right? Yeah. Yeah. I I think, you know, when I met you, you talked a lot about your family and, and sports and, um, you know, togetherness and how 
connected you were with your brothers and your parents and your grandparents and their amazing cultural backgrounds and yeah just you know day one the day nick was born what happened <laughs> the day nick was born i think back to middle school and high school i was not the best student ever in middle school but then high school i kind of turned it around a little bit and started trying harder and, and taking school seriously and and actually kind of enjoying it and so started to do better in, in school and academically which which of course opens new doors for you and so flash forward through high school you know i cooked i cooked a good amount on the holidays but that was just about it and i was really interested in a lot of different stuff but ultimately i had no idea what i would really want to do and flash forward through high school i landed at harvard and that's where again just branched out and did a bunch of different stuff so i took different classes i took economics classes i took science classes medical stuff business you know and then a few things with food and I was all over the place, but I think that's all stuff that eventually kind of pointed me, or I should say continued pointing me towards food, even sort of back towards food, because I always loved it. But Harvard was the place that taught me to just stick back to my roots and, and go with food. So obviously, I learned a love for food from a lot of different things, too, you know, as most of us do, from family, from just who doesn't love good food, from um, just the fact that I like to cook. And, you know, I was at a really good academic school, but I liked food and I just figured I might as well chase it if that's what made me happy and that's what I enjoyed. So luckily I did. I worked in a couple of restaurants. I took a lot of classes with food. Every single class that Harvard had that had the word food in it, in the title or in the description I took and built out kind of a network without even knowing it of all these different people in the food world and the, and the chefs around Boston and that kind of thing. And that was great because then I suddenly had this kind of giant, even as a pretty young kid, giant network of all these different people who had done amazing things already with food. I of course hadn't done anything and you know, I'm still, still working on that, but that was a nice. What do you mean you haven't done anything? Well, I've done. I've or you done... hadn't at the time. At the time, I certainly had it. And, you know, I, I say, you know, now I'm working towards it because I, I still have to kind of find my direction. I'm, I'm certainly doing a lot of different things and trying to figure out what's going to be my, you know, everyone has to sort of pick what they want as their as their legacy. Right. And I haven't honed in on what that's going to be particularly, but that all led to to what I'm doing now, which I finished college. I went to MasterChef. That was my first kind of taste of the TV, food, social media world. And How did you first hear about MasterChef? Did someone tell you you should apply or did you see an ad? I just saw some sort of open call. I think it was at school. And I showed up and brought some ravioli and then mm. figured I'd just give it my best shot. So one thing led to the next and then I found myself in L.A. Really for the first time ever, I think. I don't think I've been to L.A. before that. And... I made it pretty far in the show, far enough to kind of open up a few doors that way. And once I, you know, looked back on the whole show and, and sort of realized that I could either kind of let it all fizzle out uh, or try to make something of it, I figured I'd try to make something of it because that was the time where, you know, everyone's saying, you're young, you take risks now. And I'm mm -hmm. still 25, so people are still saying that to me. But at the same time, you know, there's there's a point where, 
you can take less and less risk in life. And uh, I, I was at the point where I could take a lot of it. So I spent a good amount of time just diving deep into the, the world of social media, trying to learn it, how it operates, how kind of the whole food and general TV world is and seeing if I wanted to dabble more in that or, you know, just really trying to learn everything I could about that. And I would say the kind of next chapter of everything is TikTok. I can safely say, you know, I just confidently know that I know and understand more about TikTok than 99.9% of people in the world. And that's because I've spent a lot of time doing it and I've talked to a lot of smart people and I've just tried to learn every single thing I can about it to understand how it works and how to reach people and how to basically just make stuff that that grabs people's attention, which is really hard and, and can be kind of tricky, you know? Um, it is really tricky, but you obviously know the tricks because you have this formula that you've perfected. And I watch your videos all the time and I think they're fascinating they're informative they inspire people to to cook um which you know your tagline is everybody can cook which i love because so many people are afraid to cook and have no idea what to do have you heard any stories from your your followers or people who comment on your tiktok videos or instagram or youtube um who have said I now, you know, cook X, Y, Z, you've inspired me to change my ways. I have, I, I think it's, it's a big part of, of what I do is kind of getting the feedback from people, making sure that I'm on the right track, because in a weird way, the way I kind of think about it a lot of the time is that I basically work for everybody. I don't know if I'm employed by them, but in a weird way, I kind of am right where I I, yeah, I, you're a public figure essentially. You're a yeah, a I mean, I, social media celebrity. I stopped making money, you know, the day that that people stopped watching the videos, and so you know, in that way, they're kind of my boss, right? And so I have to do what my what what everyone that's watching the videos wants, and I have to make sure that I'm listening and and um, working to make sure that whatever I'm doing and creating is is something that they're interested in. So that's kind of an interesting dynamic, right? Because, you know, here I am getting, you know, the, the numbers on social media that, that are reaching a lot of people, but then those people are the ones that I have to turn to and, and figure out how to please. It's kind of funny. So, uh, yeah, it's hard to figure it all out and learn it. And, you know, that's why these companies are paying crazy money to different firms and different places trying to figure out what that formula is, or they're just paying crazy money to advertise on all these things because there's so many eyeballs on it. But, you know, right. if you can figure it out for yourself, then it's a nice way to have a platform that you can pretty much do whatever you want with, which is really crazy. So if, if you were to give one tip to someone who is, let's say someone trying to teach people about cooking, what's one tip for the formula um, because people have such short attention spans, um, but they love watching your videos. So is it the slapping of the fish? Is it the knife throwing? What did you figure out that people th- just love to watch over and over again? Hmm. It's different for every single video is why I kind of struggle for words here is because 
you know, it, it is different all the time. I think there's underlying parts of it that, that make it such that people want to watch, but really as long as you've created something that, that is going to grab someone's attention or maybe teach them something or, you know, um, I think that's what it is. It doesn't just grab their attention. You're teaching people things. Yeah. It's definitely a lot about the teaching, right? It, it, that's a, that's a it big is. piece of it is, is um, if, if you can teach someone something in such a short period of time, it's great. And it has to be, you know, most of the time I would say it has to be high production quality and it has to be, you know, uh, but and you also make people laugh, which is important for retention. It is. It is really important. Um, I, 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 that's another thing for me is I, I always have to, I always struggle, I would say, to, and I, I try to do a good job with it. But I, I try to find that balance between, you know, humor and, and, and teaching people and, and you know, and, and, that that more rigorous cooking you know that you'd find in a traditional let's say french restaurant where everyone's very kind of intense and you have to go by abide by all these rules the balance of and and then and then the balance on top of that of, of the home cook who's kind of more casual and doesn't you know care so much about um maybe the the proportions of stuff and they just throw things in and whatever i think my point here is is there's a there's a lot of different level levers that you can play with too, um, and I'm and I'm always trying to figure out you know the happy medium between all that stuff. So it really is just a whole wide array of all these different factors and 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 like I said levers that you have to kind of tweak and line up and, and see what works. And sometimes it just doesn't work right, but other times it yeah, and so. and that's perfectly fine. I think you hit the nail on the head about just trying different things and seeing what works and sometimes it doesn't and that's okay and you keep going and a lot of people have you know imposter syndrome or perfectionist things that get in the way but it, it is important for people to know that you don't always get it right the first time you do have to take risks and a lot of times it's really worth it and it, and it's amazing what you can come up with and I'm just going to point out that you did skip over a lot of really in interesting information about yourself <laughs> <laughs> that I think is um, w what I wanted people to hear about um, on top of your, you know, your career right now. You have an amazing family and they really are supportive of what you do and, and have I think had a huge influence on your point of view on food and culture and trying new things and being balanced um, and having connected relationships with people and building relationships, you know, whether it was at Harvard um, or when you were interning or experimenting with what you wanted to do, you know, you you were a sailing instructor you went to the culinary institute you catch your own sea creatures sometimes and have since you were a kid i think yeah no yeah i mean a, a lot of stuff goes back to family i'm super super lucky uh my, my love for food the support all the way through everything i mean it's it's like you said it's it's a huge huge part of me and everything that i do and and yeah i think 
<clears throat> those things I did as a kid where we were learning to catch all sorts of stuff. That's a big part of why I love food as well. Uh, I would say I'm one of the lucky people that's been able to taste so many just crazy fresh from the source things from around the world. A lot of those have been things that I've cooked though. Uh, or sorry, a right. lot of those have been things that I've caught myself though, which, which is really special. So which I have is lots really of crap. an important skill that makes you feel more connected to food. Definitely. Definitely. I have, I've, I've never, so I haven't gotten to experiment much with gardening myself, but I have a brother who does a lot of it in the summer. And so that's, a, that's one way we've gotten stuff. And then, you know, I, we've always gone fishing as a family. Uh, mm -hmm. I've gone digging for clams. I've, I've gone and, you know, I've gone down to Ecuador and, and taken cacao pods, which is the base for chocolate off of trees on, on a huge farm across from the Hershey's farm, like all this crazy, crazy stuff. I came back Sunday, this Sunday, the other day from a maple syrup farm in Vermont. And so I pretty much have learned, you know, and still am all this stuff, beekeeping and, and yes, uh, I love the beekeeping video. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, I think one of the things I want to do is just show people maybe common things, right? Like let's say honey or maple syrup that we all just kind of take for granted or maybe not right. take for granted because, you know, I would say most people would say, yeah, I love syrup, but I don't take it for granted. I love it so much, but, but you have no idea where it comes from, which to most people, they don't really, they probably don't care. Right. Um, just like there's things that I have in my life that, you know, at the end of the day, if I'm being completely honest, I, you know, like this piece of paper I'm, I'm looking at in my printer, it's like, okay, it comes from a tree somewhere and, and whatever, but, but I'm interested right. in food and that's what I want to show people. And so with the food stuff, I do care a lot. Um, and so, and so that's, that's one thing that I've kind of tried to do is just make a lot of videos that I learned something new and I just take people with me. Well, it, it's been a fun ride. I think it, you can do, like I said, so many different things. You don't have to pick now. Um, but I remember when when we first met or maybe a couple of months into your internship with me, you, I said, you're obviously really passionate about food. If you could pick something that you want to work towards, what would you do? And do you remember what you said? No. You said your dream was to open a five-star restaurant. Really? Yes. I remember that very clearly because no one had ever said that to me before. That's really funny. <laughs> and I thought to myself, he can definitely do that. Um, and so I said, you know, all right, well, we got to start working towards that goal then. Um, and you did. So is that still part of your plan? Yeah, I've had restaurant talks. Um, it's hard. It, it's hard because there's so many different projects that I kind of am looking at and trying to work on and work through. And I'm also trying to keep it, you know, take it slow um, mm. and, and keep, you know, keep an eye on the bigger picture of everything to make sure I'm not moving too quickly on things or, or getting too overwhelmed or too excited. But and I... How do you gauge when to slow down? Because honestly, I struggle with that. I always want to do 15 things at once and then kind of have a meltdown. <laughs> yeah. Like narrow it down, Nicole. <laughs> what, right. what, what's the best way uh, or 
what's the most effective way to use your energy right now or you know pick something make a list narrow it down um what's most important right now do you do you have people keeping you in line do you have a checklist do you meditate what is what's your stack <laughs> a little bit of everything um one of the things my dad always says which i think is really great is or he's always tried to teach us at least is just you have to learn you know you have to learn how and when to say no uh which he always said was a really hard thing to learn but but something really important which i've gotten better and better at but i used to not be as good you know every time a brand deal came across my plate for social media you know you get this let's just say you get this five thousand dollar brand deal uh especially kind of when you're starting things out and starting to make a living out of it i mean I didn't make a ton of money the first year I was doing this stuff. And so $5,000, I mean, that's, that's a lot for anybody. And so Absolutely. it's hard to turn, it's hard to turn something like that down, even if it's a toothbrush company trying to advertise on my food videos. And so it's, it's kind of a weird thing, but I've gotten a lot better at it. Just, you know, keeping the vision and just thinking, okay, I'm going to turn this $5,000 offer down, but, and, and maybe I'll only get a couple this whole year from every, you know, a couple offers overall, but, when I wait for the right one with the, you know, pots and pans company that makes sense, it'll hopefully be something that, that, you know, will be bigger and it'll make sense and it'll all work out. And so that kind of, that, that part of it's hard, but I built out a pretty big team now, which I'm, you know, pumped to have. Um, I have, yeah. Who's uh, on your team? So it's, it's probably around 25 people now. Um, wow. Which is crazy. Yeah, I've got you know. So you're I've helping got, the economy too. It's nuts. Yeah, I mean, I, the payrolls is is killing me. Um, <laughs> I've got. You never thought you'd have that problem, did you? I know. I know. I had to move some money around the other day because I was running a little thin on the, on the business account. But it, it really is nuts. Um, I, I have the people close, you know, close in person with me every day. I have, you know, I have a full time assistant who honestly is 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 helping to run social media super super creative like helping with new ideas um and just honestly like even making sure that i eat lunch because i i like just will fully blow yes. through it if i can does, relate to that yeah, one I'll just talking about up. food all day makes it hard for people yeah. to eat sometimes it, it's literally part of her job description is like make nick eat lunch um because i'll just not eat it if, if if so so that's one one thing and then um and then I have my camera guy that comes off and he helps me with the longer videos. I, I do all the short TikTok stuff myself. And then I have about three editors now. Um, need a lot of people to kind of help comb through the content and look through that. And I myself also, you know, taught my I taught myself how to edit just so I can teach them. And, and you know, a lot of them teach me stuff right. too. There's I have editors that are much better than me at editing um, who have been doing it for a while. But so there, there's the editors and then I have, I have an agency, so they, you know, I have reps at, um, at a company that help go through my brand deals, help do all that stuff. Um, we have a TV branch, uh, so people that I work with there. We have we just signed a book deal, so we have people in the publishing branch that, that I work with, um, and then uh, and then I have reps at all the different companies. So social, you know, so Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Facebook. I have a rep at all those, and we meet with them, um, and then you know. Things like lawyer, um, CPA, uh, is, and then kind of smaller things like a thumbnail editor, those sort of things. So, and I'm not naming all, all the stuff. So it really does get crazy. But 
Um, but it's like the Academy Awards listing everything and thanking everybody. I know, I know. Yeah, too many people to thank. Like, you know who you are, that kind of thing. But <laughs> There's a lot of work that goes into making uh, informative, entertaining videos. Yeah. I, I don't think people realize that. No, no. It's a, <laughs> I mean, I even probably sound tired right now, but it's, it's a lot. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm grateful that you took time out of your schedule to you know, talk to me. I, I, I just think it's so important for people to know how you became Nick DiGiovanni 2022 um, because you didn't always know what you were going to do. Obviously, you didn't know you were going to end up in the top three in MasterChef and be in Forbes top 30, under 30 and um, sort of become this fantastic um, influencer for cooking and learning about food. Um, and I just, I wanted to make sure you talk about the, all the places you've been in the world. Where, tell me about where you've been. Yeah, I've gotten to travel a lot. I have been, I mean, in, in North and South America, let's see, I, I've been I mean, I've been all over the U.S. now. Been up to Canada. I've been down in Ecuador. I've been in Uruguay and and, and um, Argentina. And then, um, I mean, I can just start listing things off as I think of them. I, I've been to Australia. Well, I've been to Italy. What I, did you do in all of these places? What yeah, what are your yeah, I mean, sort of purposes, so, whether so, it's vacation or a task. Yeah, there's been a lot of there, there's been a, there's been a good amount of family travel for for my. Um, for my mainly for my dad's work that we've kind of tagged along on. So, so those things are, are a little different, but I mean, I still take away a lot from that kind of stuff. So let's say Japan, for instance, that was the best yes. food I've ever had in the world. And that was just for, you know, for, for fun. But at the same time, the funny part about kind of the funny part about my life now is, you know, everything's work, right? Cause, cause I'm always learning right? about you food if I'm escape. traveling. You, yeah, you can't escape food. It's yeah a part of every single person's every day. Right. So I mean, I mean, a place like that is just you know I go to Japan and I learn so much about ramen and about about even just the rice just being perfect and every grain being perfect. But then you know I mentioned Ecuador earlier. We went down there for for learning about chocolate and and for cacao um, right. farm there. I've really tried to. I really try to work in travel when it makes sense and just kind of explore new places where uh, we were in Italy doing something with truffles and basically chasing down all those. What is it? What is a truffle? Tell, tell us what that is. A truffle. A truffle is, is, I mean, the simple way that I usually describe it to people. And frankly, you know, I think they can be a bit overrated, but the way that I, the way that I describe it to people is it's, it's a, this is a mushroom, but a really, really fancy and expensive and an aromatic mushroom that if you smell, let's say, a white truffle, it almost has kind of a an umami garlicky smell in my that's that's how I feel at least with a fresh, fresh alba white truffle. It almost Okay, now a, you have to explain what umami is because I know people will uh, wanna know what that is. Mm, I mean the best the best way to explain umami I think is I like to think of kind of like the, the smell of 
of a rotisserie chicken or or you know MSG is a is a pretty good umami. Um, it, it's it's one of those it's a sense, right? Right. It, right. Sort of a a smell and flavor combination. Yeah, it's this kind of it's this kind of roasted, maybe nutty. Um, it's really hard to explain. No one's ever it's... put me on the spot with umami like that. It's hard <laughs> to explain for anybody, though, even if you're prepared. Well, maybe it's not the same for everybody, and that's why it's hard to describe. Yeah. I mean, it, I, people often just call it, like, have umami and savory go hand in hand, right? Right. There's uh, sweet, sour, savory, bitter umami. Yeah, yeah, and and oftentimes, you know, it's most similar to 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 savory, but it's hard. I like I always like. There you go. And I have not been to that region, so makes gotta sense. go. Gotta go, absolutely yes, because every part of Italy is fascinating, and it's almost like it's never enough, and. <laughs> <laughs> you know the northern part of Italy and the southern part of Italy are very different in terms of cooking cooking class in uh, Verona where mm. where the the famous Romeo and Juliet um, Shakespeare yeah um, scene took place and or story beautiful I never expected to go there but it, I learned a lot about Italian cooking and how it, it it's different in all the regions you know, it's impressive that you've not only been to all of these places, but have gone to places typically people don't go to. Like, what? how did you end up in Uruguay um, with the cacao? Was that something that just popped? I can actually relate to that if that's the case. <laughs> just, <laughs> oh, I need to go here. I don't know why. Um, I just want to see this one thing. And then it kind of turns into... A cascade of awesomeness. Yeah, no, I, I no, I, I was lucky to know this this guy, a really good friend of mine named Oded. He founded this really large chocolate company called Max Brenner, and then call him the uh, the Willy Wonka of you know I, I forget some some sort of modern day Willy Wonka. Really goofy, really just smart, nice guy. Knows everything about chocolate and cacao, and, and offered me to come and see it in action. So I took him up on it. I was like, yeah, I'm I'm in. And we flew in um, 48 hour trip in Ecuador. It was really fun. Wow. Crazy. And was there any saw there that you didn't expect at all? Um, that's a good question. Not, not really. I, I actually had one of the best bites I've ever had in my life there. Um, it was on the cacao farm from this really kind of older um, woman uh i don't know if she was one of the wives of one of the farmers or what but she brought over this thing called umitas which was this little um it was almost like a little corn cake that was steamed and wrapped in a corn husk and it was the most delicious kind of pure corn flavored thing i've ever had i mean i don't even know how to describe it but it just tasted so ridiculously good and my first thought was like oh do i really want to accept this kind of random you know, food item. Cause you know, you're not used to that kind of thing. And right. um, like, I'm, I live in Boston. I live in, you know, a city where you, I don't know, <laughs> I just, you, you don't get offered that kind of thing in Boston. And so 
That's right. What, you, you you, if, if a lady on pizza. the sidewalk, <laughs> if a lady on the sidewalk offers you something wrapped in a corn husk, you you probably don't want to take it here. Um, right. It's the sausage guy outside Fenway. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so I was, but we know I was, him, so it's cool. My mind is like you know everyone's mind. I would say most people that that live in some sort of urban city, like this is just an odd thing. Like she did, there was no context. She was just there on the farm, and and I don't remember the situation, but she just was offering us this stuff. And I was like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm in. And so I took a bite of it and it was, you know, it was crazy. It was one of the top five bites I've ever had in my life. And it was just simple. It was just literally, um, and this soft corn cake that was really, really sweet, but not like all from the, right. the sweet corn that they had used to grind it up. And I think they ground it all up by hand and then maybe just molded it together with water and wrapped it in this corn husk and, and there, I think there was a piece of cheese in the middle, I want to say. And it was just, it was mind-blowing. It was, it was crazy. You know, you bring up a good point. If, if that woman had offered to the same, you know, corn in Boston, you, you would have said, no thanks, crazy lady. Um, but you were probably that she was really proud of it. And it meant a lot. And you were there to learn. And you were with people who inspired you to try new things and that makes a big difference in how your food tastes yeah definitely does totally agree it's 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 i mean it's crazy you mentioned argentina which is right next to uruguay favorite food <laughs> that you tried or or experience yeah. i should say yeah i mean i remember argentina being lots and lots of meat did you um, dance it all off? <laughs> I did not dance enough to dance it all off. But I actually, I want to know, and I think other people want to know this too. How do you, you know, I don't think you think about this too hard, but how do you balance out your calories when you're trying food all the time? Well, that's the thing. I mean, kind of like I mentioned earlier, I. If I'm not told or handed lunch, I just will fully just run through the day and skip through it. And I'm not really stopping to eat when I'm going because um, I'm often making six videos in a day and I film every single day almost. And so, you know, given that, I just my only focus is trying to get enough calories every day, if that makes sense. I'm not saying, yeah, I mean, I think people I'm... would probably assume that you're trying food all the time and no. a lot of chefs are tend to be overweight and that's a, a lot of people think that that's a sign of a, a good meal that the chef made but you also have an athletic background and I'm wondering are you able to keep up with your athletics and having fun and you know playing around I am I not as much as I'd like to um I'm trying to always sort of think about how I can work on my work-life balance and, you know, try to be better with it. And it's easier said than done, but, you know, I, I play hockey once in a while still um, in the winter and in the summer, I'm out and about a lot for sure. I go surfing. I, I get in the water, you know, when I can doing all sorts of stuff. So, you know, I'm trying to, trying to do that. And I try to hit the gym once in a while, but again, it, it's so easy to just sort of wave that off and do something, you know, that feels more important. Um, every day. So it can be really hard. Honestly, it can, can be kind of tough, but I, I, I try to, I try to do as much as I can. Um, just not nearly as much as I like, but I look at these as kind of my, you know, my heavy, 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 heavy working years. And I'm sure I'll look 
back in like 10 years and be doing the same thing, if not even more, you know, hopefully, and, and just kind of laugh, like thinking that I, I thought now that like, yeah, in 10 years, I'm just going to, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to have worked really hard like I am right now. And then hopefully in 10 years or 15 years, I can ease up a little bit and relax more. But I, 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 I fear that that won't be the case, which, you know, that's fine. Cause I'm sure I'll be loving hopefully what I do if I'm doing it that much. It's like, I'm going to yeah. work my butt off. I'll, I'll make some money. I'll, I'll, you know, and then I can chill out a little bit as, as time goes on, but probably won't happen. So that's all right. Well, I'm hoping I'll be able to dine at your five-star restaurant. Right. Then. right. <laughs> I'll be, work on that. I'll be, I'll be a regular. Oh, I would <laughs> love that. So we could go on forever. Um, you know, I get so excited talking to you about food and I mean, let's be honest, anything you're, you're so fun to talk to your with, which is important for health. Um, you know, connecting with people. I mean, that's the great thing is I just use my name. So, you know, I think a lot of people have these kind of aliases they're under and it is. I like how you how you put it that way. <laughs> Just keep it simple. Keep it simple. Um, yeah. So you can find Nick on um, TikTok, Instagram, Facebook, his website. I'll put this all in the show notes, and uh, and there's more. Um, but I think it would be an endless list, but you could probably just Google Nick Giovanni and find everything. Amazing. Um, <laughs> so one more thing um, yeah. before we go. Yeah. Tell me three tips you want our listeners to know about in regards to preparing a beautiful meal, a simple meal, or just whatever pop- pops into your head right now. Ooh. Three tips. I'll keep them. I'll keep them quick and easy. First one I would say is keep an open mind. Go to the market and grab what is fresh. That's the first one. Or, or yeah, Love that's it. the first one. Second one, try cooking sometime without measuring everything out. If you do that and just using your gut, just just go for it. That's my second tip. Just try basically. Yep, just do yep. it. Third tip goes a little bit in hand with the first one. But I would just say cook with the seasons. I mean, a lot of people forget to do that. And it's so easy now to go to the market and you can get anything at any time of the year. But if you cook with this, it's kind of a nice way to it's kind of a nice way to stay creative and look forward to things and, and get the best of the best. So that's my I think those are all I like that a lot. Those are really helpful tips, really yeah. simple, easy to follow, and nice and positive for anyone who is feeling intimidating by the culinary arts exactly well thank you so much nick um i'm so excited to learn about anything else you come up with i will be following all of your accounts um for the next 10 years at least or until you only 10 (laughs) at least because i hope by then you're outside more and maybe a beekeeper or teaching others about everything you've learned and your travels maybe you'll have a travel adventure team maybe culinary adventures i would definitely join those amazing Um, just putting planting some seeds (laughs) no that's great and thank you so much for having me this has been this has been a blast and i i'm glad you put back on my radar the five-star restaurant so i'm going to get to work on it right away excellent now go have a good 
rest of your day and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much. I'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Well, there you have it. The story of Nick Giovanni in a cacao pod. Thanks for listening. I'm Nicole Chenard. If you enjoyed today's show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share with a friend, especially because it's Nick's birthday today. So that's a gift in itself, listening and sharing with others. And I want to personally thank you for listening and sharing this information. I hope it's helpful. And just remember that eating well is a form of self-respect. So go ahead and respect yourself today.